The Detroit Red Wings beat Trevor Zegers and the Anaheim Ducks 2-1 to one in overtime. Scotty and I could not be happier. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, Scotty, when that graphics play, <laughs> you're still dancing. Uh, I dance. That's what I do. Sneak peek. I just, I just jam out, man. Our, our intro goes hard. It bro. does. It I've heard hard. others like because they're all similar in how they're played out, but they have different background music. Ours bops. You ours know what? Goes I, hard. I've listened to some you of know, the Tigers ones. The t- I was Tigers just gonna one. say that. I was just, I was gonna say if you listen to Tigers, bro, our, our slabs too, man. Ours is cold. Yeah. That, that beat is cold, but like. So the people can't see what goes on behind that graphic, but we have like a little backstage area where you can see the two of us like off to the side. And I'm always watching us, what we're doing in there. And I like, <laughs> like I just saw you like dancing today, going to it. We're we're feeling good today. Scott. You know what's funny? You know what's messed up? I can't see Brian. You can't see me. He can see me. I can't see Brian. I dude for like a week straight, I was dabbing. <laughs> And I was trying to see if you would like say no, something. No, I can only see did. myself, man. I can't see you. You could see me. It's it's a it's a one of those uh what one way mirror situations. Yeah. Maybe you, because you can, I'm like see, running the myself. show yeah, from the from the, the website. Interesting. I I would always do it ironically to see if you would say something. So how and do you, you feel now did. that you've just doing it to nobody? Does that make you feel stupid? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love you, Brian. <laughs> I love you, too. Uh, welcome back to Lockdown Red Wings. We're your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Um, thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And uh, we've been killing it everywhere. Uh, January was another great month for us. Over 20,000. One of our best months ever, man. It, every month is one of our best months ever, man. And it's Damn just... Right. Over 20,000 uh, downloads through Spotify, Apple, Google, Odyssey, and then an additional 3,000 through uh, YouTube views. And that's just incredible. 1K all on one video, by the way. Can That Ken Holland video. That Ken Holland. Uh, yeah, man. Pe- people. And like, thank you. I mean, like, that's, that's yes. you know. That's awesome, man. Those evergreen, uh, those evergreen topics are always fun to bring up for that reason. You know, you can go back at any time and it's always re- relevant. Yeah, and just, we can't. Thank you guys enough for like you guys help make this so much fun to have people listening who are as passionate about the Red Wings as we are. And uh, you help perpetuate conversation. We've gone back and looked at comments that you guys leave on our Twitter page. Yeah, the interactions make our lives so much easier, man. Like, I don't I don't think people understand unless they've been in this position, like interactive listeners makes your job 10 million times easier yeah, so like interact for, yeah forever forever grateful definitely we got, we got a couple of faithful youtube commenters too one of them which you know you know jm i see you i see you every single youtube episode every commenting. single episode baby You're the dog yeah. that's You're the, the dog. dog that's the dog for so, sure we appreciate every each and every one of you um red wings today we one appreciate the red three. wings don't we appreciate the red wings you know what we do we ball we ball we ball for once i was like is he going there yet already and he's like oh yeah of course he's going there it's scotty Always come going. on baby come on baby uh we won the second half of the calder bowl damn you know, right red wings lost in anaheim but come home and beat them in overtime here it, it was an overtime game again against the ducks it was but it was and- a good ass game through and through 
phenomenal game. Like visually pleasing to watch. And and that's honestly rare with a game that that, you know, usually the really, really fun ones like that are, you know, high scoring or at least games with a lot of shots. This game didn't have a ton of shots either way, but was still so entertaining start to finish. Well, and that's the thing that was was jarring. And, you know, admittedly, because I work at the arena in the team store, I don't always get to see every second of every single game. I saw a, a real good chunk of that third period and all of overtime. But I remember texting you at one point, Scotty, where I was like, the Ducks have 12 shots on net. Has the defense been really good? And you're like, mm, not really. And then, like, it, I remembered... In our crossover with Jason Hernandez, he had mentioned that the Ducks don't take a lot of shots. It's all capitalizing on the shots they do take. And at the end of the at the end of the game, uh, I just want to look at it just to make sure. Yeah, 15. after through overtime, the Ducks only had 15. fifteen shots on net. You would think that'd be a boring game, but no, that was a tight neck and neck race the entire it time. Was. We said I think finished with twenty eight shots on net, but just. Fun game all the way through, and these two teams are just so fun to watch. It's you know, uh, and and we'll get back into to this game specifically, but I, I think that this is the start of a a very healthy Eastern Conference Western Conference rivalry that's going to be around for a while. I, I think both of these teams are are heading up at the right time. The Ducks are obviously. Uh, to the moon, as the youths would say, <laughs> the you know they're, they're they're going up both at at the same time, and the Ducks obviously are are a little bit ahead of us right now in our in our uh, rebuild, you know, like planning or, or schedule. But um, you know we're gonna have another big hefty group of kids come up next year. They're gonna get you know McTavish back and and have another you know more reinforcements. They're gonna have an off season. Uh, I, I just think both of these two teams have the potential to be dominant forces at the top of their conferences for a while. And I think that, it, you know, especially with the, with the Zegras versus Raymond and Cider thing, that's already going on on a national level. I, I really do believe that, that this could be a, a, a very rare out of conference, like big time rivalry that, that could be beginning right in front of our eyes and could last for, for years down the road. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. And I think the, the, the downside to developing rivalry like that is the fact that you only play each other twice a year. And the only way to meet each other in the playoffs is Eastern Conference, Western Conference, or maybe a pandemic. Uh, as we had two Eastern Conference teams in the Stanley Cup final this past season. Right. But I think, like you said, with the tra trajectory these two teams are on, that at least on social media, I think the fans are going to be neck, uh, at each other's throats for the next 10 years to come. Um, but as far as individual performances go in this game, I think out of everyone, the first person I want to give a shout out to is Gustav Lindstrom. Quite possibly the best game he's played all season. And a lot of people, I think a lot of Detroit I don't even think fans, it's possibly. I think it is. I Yes. Um, I think a lot of Detroit Red Wings fans are, have started to realize he's been very good this season. I remember um, Jay Fresh posted, uh, everyone's favorite, Jay Fresh on Jay Fresh. Uh, Twitter, posted his like hockey war percentage. He's got a war percentage of 83, which means he's like in the top 17% of defensemen in the league right now in terms of, you know, of wins above replacement, which is just absolutely phenomenal for a, basically a depth defenseman. He has been a solid defenseman in the back end all season long. And he showed up tonight on the score sheet, getting an assist on Larkin's goal. And he absolutely annihilated 
one of the Anaheim Ducks players behind the net. He went. He went. He he, he got the arms into a man. Lost him. Yeah, man. He 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 threw a he threw a body today. He 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 threw a body. Yeah, it was it was nasty, and it's something that you love to see. I mean, that's part of the development, a part of the rebuild that these teams go through. Is you hope these guys who you don't necessarily like. Let's be honest. I don't think anyone really expected. Gustav Lindstrom to come into the season this year and be as good as he is, but he has, you know, he's been a surprise for sure. I mean, there are going to be some people who are like, I called it. I didn't call it. I didn't, I thought Gustav Lindstrom would be a nice, you know, sixth or seventh defenseman. He's proven that he could possibly be top four, uh, you know, top four pairing, not top pairing, but like that second pair defenseman at his peak. Like he has been solid defenseman for the Red Wings and he has been continuing to grow at a very steady rate. So by the time this team's ready to compete, he's going to be peaking, and he's he's starting to peak, baby. Starting well, to peak. You know he is. He, he had a fantastic game tonight, and in in all regards, he he looked really good defensively. His positioning was really solid. Uh, the the passing was really solid. I mean, I mean, he was he he was he was on one tonight, and if if that's a sign of of things to come, and like you said, I mean, in the short time that he's been able to prove himself he has been playing very well too it's just you know we we haven't really given him that opportunity to have a bigger role and he stepped into one tonight and it was great yeah and I think that as the team goes on we'll see we'll see more of him he's not like a productive defenseman and that's why I think he got overlooked for a long time is he's only got seven assists in the 30 some games that he's played um and you know you don't really pay attention to guys who don't show up on the score sheet and I think people are just now realizing, like, oh, hey, when this guy's on the ice, the wings don't get scored on as much. And that's kind of valuable in the NHL, not getting scored on. Yeah, that's like, you know, the whole point. And, yeah. and, and to, the, to, to our conversation earlier, you know, only 15 shots against, the, the defense wasn't, it, it wasn't it was stellar. Like- no, it wasn't. It never and, is. Right. And, and it was, you know, besides Cider, it, it but, most cider played a hell of a defensive game today, by the way. Yeah, um, whenever we talk about the defense, we always just like I, I, we don't even talk about more cider individually as often as we did at the start of the season because it's just expected that he's going right. to excel at this point. He was he was phenomenal tonight. He was phenomenal, and it, it wasn't a big score sheet night for him. But you know he, he's a he's a defenseman, and uh, and and he was exceptional defensively. But the the. There was a lot of opportunities for the, the Ducks had. They just missed the net a lot or just eventually kept missing the net and eventually would turn the puck over. We, we did have a, a, a pretty good night in terms of, uh, you know, po- the poke checks were fantastic. I don't know where that mm-hmm. came from. The four check was pretty solid. But the I think it – like it's nice. It's nice to, you know, to look at a score sheet and be like, oh, we only gave up 15 shots – but there were still so many opportunities the Ducks had. And there are a lot of teams out there that are going to take advantage of those opportunities. And, and we've obviously we've played a lot of them, right? There, there, there's plenty of teams that, that would, uh, that, that would find, find a lane or, or take advantage and not miss wide and, and just put a puck on net there. Uh, so it, while it's not as good as it looks, we'll still gladly take it. And we got a dub and I'm not going to sit here and, and, complain about anything in a win yeah and there's but, definitely some more things to talk good about we got to talk about larkin sure. yet continue Absolutely. we got two points tonight ned had a nice bounce back game although he might not have been tested the most good to see him you know put up a 930 save percentage in a game 
Absolutely. And then uh, obviously the overtime result because that's that's like the big draw of this game. Uh, but first, I got to talk to you guys today about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, guys, it changed. Dot uh, net. Net. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info this playoff season from scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline is the number one spot for all the things NFL betting is, is in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. BetOnline! That part is never going to change. They might change from .ag to .net, but it's always going to be BetOnline. All right, Scotty. Let's roll right into segment two here. Talk about our boy Dylan Larkin. He, uh... The dog. The dog continues to be an absolute train, like a beast, a tank, whatever obscene adjective you want to use to explain how good he has been this season. Started off the game with an amazing goal, beating the defender on the outside, going from forehand to backhand, beating Gibson over a shoulder far side. Just dog. Dude, how are you going to beat? How are you going to beat? How are you casually? Going to beat an all-star goalie backhand over his left shoulder. How are you going to do that, Dylan? How are you going to do that that casually? Nasty. It was absolutely Nasty. disgusting. And it's just like, he does that, and you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. you don't question it anymore. That's the messed up part. Like, yeah. that. that's messed up. To be, that, to be having that good of a season, to be that talented of a player to where – you can do something like that, and everybody's like, "Yeah, that's just Dylan Larkin, man." Like, <laughs> oh goodness, what? Well, oh, I, I was so hyped. I was so hyped. This is what game forty-three or forty-four on the season for the Detroit Red Wings, and he's at twenty-three goals. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, you know, if he continues this pace, he could, could he could. It'd be tough. It, like he'd have to like keep up an insane pace throughout the season. But like, he could get forty goals. He could. Like, he he, uh, he already has. I I think tonight. He has the highest goal total go, total he's had in a season since seventeen eighteen. When he got like, thirty, I think. To, yeah, like to, tonight, he's all he's already he's already got got the most he's had in the last whatever that is three four and he's years. Gonna hit thirty. And yeah, oh yeah, that, that that's not even a discussion. Yeah, it's it's a matter of of how close he gets to forty at this point than it is if he hits thirty. Yeah, and the thing too is. He opened the scoring the other night against Toronto as well in the first minute and 15 seconds. It's almost like he plays well throughout the entire game. We've talked about how he's been such a consistent two-way forward. Like, he plays both sides of the ice really well. Can can I just – his defense the last three games has been sensational. Well, that's the thing that – Sensational defense the last couple of games. Like, One of the things that Jeff Blaschel – kept talking about when he preached patience the last two years with Dylan Larkin and Phil Bazzini's production is that you're not seeing it on the score sheet right now, but the things away from the puck, they have gotten immensely better with. And obviously the Phil Bazzini one is still a hot topic because the score production hasn't picked back up like Blaschel predicted, but with Larkin, it's come back in full force. So now he's perfected. I wouldn't say perfected his defensive game, but it is leagues better than where it was to the point where now the production is back too, because 
playing the defensive side of the puck leads to production on the offensive side. And he's, he's a complete package. He's got 23 goals on the season. He's 43 points in 41 games, over a point per game, which is always going to be elite. I don't care who you talk to. If you're over a point per game, you're an elite player in this league. And he's just got like him scoring in the first period to open the scoring for the Red Wings is just commonplace. He comes out of the gate. Even when the team is flat, he is the one player that always comes out of the gate on firing in all cylinders. Absolutely. So he gets the first goal for the Red Wings. You go, of course it was Larkin. Like that, that's just what he does. Like you don't, you're not surprised what he by it anymore. That's he, he does it. He he goes to work. He goes to work, and that's what he does, baby. The uh, I I also think an underrated or maybe overlooked thing is uh, that's attributed a lot to his offense is most cider. Weirdly enough, because if he makes a good defensive play in our zone, being able to turn around and just flick the puck to most cider. Then turn on the Larkin burners, go down ice, go through the neutral zone, go into the opponent's zone, and the puck's already waiting for you because Cider is, su- is such a good quarterback. The, just the team is is set up so much better for the success of Dylan Larkin, and in turn, then the success of the team. And it's, it's the best almost, that we've seen in years. It's almost like teams are better when they're supporting pieces, right? Weird. It's, Crazy, bro. Ken Holland, Ken Holland, Ken Holland, Ken Holland never figured it out either. <laughs> um, actually, on that Larkin goal too, to play into what we were talking about in the first segment with Gustav Lindstrom, Gustav Lindstrom facilitated that play. He got the puck up to Zadina, who made a nice pass cross ice. Mm-hmm. The Larkin, who was doing exactly what you're talking about, he had the burners coming out of the defensive zone. He burned that defenseman so easily on the He's outside. So fast. Fast. He's so fast. So it's fast. It's not fair. He's but so Gustav Lindstrom was doing exactly what you were just praising more at Cider for. And now, obviously, Lindstrom doesn't have the offensive upside and capabilities that uh, Cider does. But being a solid defenseman in your own end, t- turning around contributes to good offense in the other end. Because gaining the puck back in your own zone leads to breakouts, which leads to scoring chances. It's not rocket science. It's you crazy. Good- when people say defense wins championship, this is what they mean. Because the play starts in your own end. And that's, we talked about that in Toronto. We talked about that. We talked about how you can't just sit back and win a hockey game, no matter how big of a lead you have. You can't yeah. do that. And they sure as hell didn't tonight, man. Put put the pressure on them the entire game. Put the pressure on the puck the entire game. Uh, the neutral zone was still kind of a disaster, and it has been for the last week or so. So that's, yeah. that's something that still needs to be shaped up. But as a whole, uh, I, very, very impressive victory and and uh, really, really solid all around game. It, it wasn't. It didn't seem to be. You know, some games you have oh, like the top six are really producing and they're kind of just carrying the load for the whole team. I mean, this was really a well rounded effort and and everybody contributed it in, in a pretty solid way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nedeljkovic had, I would call it a good bounce back game. I mean, he made the saves he was supposed to make. He didn't really get challenged a ton. But still, 14 saves on 15 shots. And even if it wasn't like, even if you want to be like, well, he didn't face a lot of shots, you know, that could be a good, like, get your head right kind of game. Absolutely. Where you you have an easy game after a few rough games, you make the saves you're supposed to, you build on that. So even if like you may want to make the argument, devil's advocate, that he didn't really get challenged in this game, still made the saves you're supposed to, put the team in a position to win, build off of that. Get back to the net because the last few games, Ned hasn't been standing on his head. 
and he's and will never be hard on Ned because he's been standing on his head all season. Named to the uh, NHL's All Rookie Team, which you know the writers choose. Just let me throw that in there. A little plug for uh, future content that we're going to talk about. Um, he looked good tonight. He made the he saves he was supposed to. Although he still sometimes scares me when he comes out of the net. To He's play the so puck. aggressive, it's dog. Ridiculous. He's so aggressive, and and he like that thirty nine with pride. Yeah, like I I love him to death, and and he'll live by it and die by it, and that I, you know I I wouldn't want to change him for anything, but. Uh, he, he definitely still has his moments where you're like, whoa, 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 hey. Uh, but but no, he – yeah, he had a couple tonight, didn't he? Jeez. Yeah. Can we yeah, talk he, about two? I just noticed this, but, like, I How never thought of – oh, Thank you, buddy. I need that. Um, He's wearing Manta's number, which obviously was Hasek's number, but we never thought about how weird it was that Manta was wearing what basically was a goaltender's number. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I, I mean, like, like Manta wore that jersey last year. That Manta number. was kind of weird. So, like, yeah, I, like, I gotta, like in it a just, great just, way. I love like, Anthony Manta. Like in a very you know good weird, but like, yeah, I mean, he was a hot. He was a streaky player, hot and cold. Uh, but I just like I always associate the number thirty nine with Dominic Hasek and goaltenders. But for years, Manta wore it. And I never thought anything about it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that was the same number, but because yeah. it was different positions, I didn't think about it. Anyways, off topic. Um, also, got to talk to you guys today about Rock Auto. That is back, one of your baby. worst transitions of all time. Let me just well, say. Well, thank you. You know, I can't <laughs> always be on top of it. We're recording this late at night. I got home from work. It's literally 1.06 in the morning right now, Scotty. Like, I might be bad at transitioning, but Rock Auto is good at what they do. That's the, the ever Brian increasing I know numbers. Love. There we go. That's it. That's it. With, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only brands that their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership Rock Auto is also a family business, serving it do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. That's how you know you're not going to get price gouged. This isn't some big corporation. This is family-owned. They're doing this because they love what they do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Dot com. com. We we gotta do dot com like that for every read. <laughs> it's a perfect way to end it. Uh, speaking of perfect way to end the game, uh, Jordan Osterle. He took that criticism and he just and he said, "All right, I'm gonna let that motivate me to be great." That's gotta what Brian elevated. Fisher did on the spot too. That's an in-game adjustment. That that's that's that the great ones have that. That's between the ears. That's that, that's what legends are made of. As the youth would say, my stocks are to the moon. To the moon. Uh, <laughs> my God, we're ridiculous. Um, the end of that game against the Anaheim Ducks, it goes to overtime. Nick Letty is out because during the game, Trevor Zegras boarded him. Nick Letty could not return, forcing Jordan Osterley into a role he's not quite used to, which is being on the ice in high-pressure situations. A three-on-three overtime. Jordan Osterley's out there, and he scores the game winner. 
But that also couldn't have happened. An incredible chain of events. If the ref hadn't have blown the call play dead when Gibson tried to play the puck. The ref was behind Gibson, thought he had covered it when Gibson had scooped it with his glove and tried to slide it. Gibson was pissed. He was very upset. Because all three Red Wings were behind the net. Yeah, I mean, that that would have been trouble. That 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 might have been game on on the other way. I mean, they they would have had a a two on oh breakaway. That would have been tough. So they blow the play dead. They get an offensive zone face off the Red Wings. Joan Larkin wins the faceoff back right to Jordan Osterlake, who just rips one. And for the first time, it took half a season, 25 games played in his book. First goal as a Red Wing. One time for the one time. Native. Just great way to do it. Storybook ending. And it wouldn't have happened if Trevor Zegers hadn't have aborted Nicoletti. It wouldn't have happened if the ref hadn't blown the call dead. And it's just... And you could see it on the ice after uh, during the postgame celebration. Every single player came up to Osterley like individually and just like hugged him and like gave you know shook his head and stuff. Yeah. You know, stuff that hockey players do on the ice. And you could tell that it was a long time coming for him, and that him being from Michigan, that that goal meant way more. And it's just so it's so it's so nice to see. Also, like he had a really really big ma- the the one goal that we gave up was very significant. I'm not going to say entirely because I don't think any goal is entirely any one person's fault. But Yeah, there's like a chain of events leading up to that but situation. But he had a really bad pass, <laughs> a really bad neutral zone pass that got intercepted and immediately netted. Like the only goal we gave up was an Osterly mistake. And then he gets to win it in overtime for his first goal. Storybook stuff. Dis- yeah, he was just Disney setting it stuff. up for him to be the hero. He Absolutely. Of um, course. Also, fun fact, Scotty. That goal was Jordan Osterley's 69th point in his career. You know what that is? It's fate. It's nice. It's nice. It is very nice. It's real nice. I, I just came across that stat. Um, no, that that's nice, man. Chance. That's very nice. He's no, nice, but he's nice with it. You know, he's been. He's not a defenseman who's would normally be an everyday guy for the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, before Troy Stetcher got hurt. He was in and out of the lineup based on, I mean, there was a solid like month of the season where he hadn't played yet because there was no room on the roster. And then Troy Stetcher went down mm. and uh, DeKaiser's been scratched three games. There was games. room, but it they <laughs> he, there wasn't room for him. Like he didn't get dressed, but there there were players that he could have uh, subbed uh, in for. Maybe a player specifically that he probably could have subbed in for a little more often. He, yeah. Is it a certain player that missed the last three games? Uh, yeah. Congratulations, by the way, that Danny DeKaiser completely unrelated uh, on a, the birth of his new daughter. Yes. No, like seriously, like joking aside, that's that's awesome. So congrats to him for real. Yeah. Which is pro- I would assume is probably why he missed today's game. I mean, you know, yeah, today's game makes good. sense. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's why he's missed the last two. The two before that. Yeah. But we weren't we weren't told anything otherwise. So I don't, it's, it's not I mean, it's not even worth our time to. Like be like, oh, why is Danny DeKaiser missing time? Like that's not even a worthwhile conversation, but like interesting at least. Yeah, but so I mean, th- there's this, this story of Jordan Osterley is just a really, it's it's nothing else but feel good. I mean, he goes from a guy who wasn't even playing in the hot in, in with the Red Wings this season. He's just the extra guy they signed to guys go down. And he has to step up into the lineup, and then you know they 
player isn't performing and for, you know, we're not going to speculate why Danny Kaiser is not playing because they haven't told us. Um, now he's slotted in the top line role with Moritz Sider. I mean, that's a great guy to be paired with. And now he scores the game winner in overtime for his first goal as a Red Wing in front of his hometown team. Like great story from his perspective in the fact that he went from not playing at all to winning games in overtime. Like I, he might not be the best defenseman on the team, but I root for Jordan Osterley. He's just one of those guys that's really easy to root for. He is. No, he is. He, he's. There's always great stories like that, man. And and they're. That this is why sports are great, man. This is why sports are great. This oh, is why shoot. sports are the greatest thing in the world. Never mind. I, no, you're right. You're you're good. <laughs> like, you're good. Is that wrong? I just remembered that. Phil Pronick, goal or no goal? Got it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. Got a couple um, minutes left. We can we can hammer this out. Uh, not to be like that guy, but be that guy. No, you're not gonna like it. I like it. It could have gone either way, and I would have agreed with it. Like yeah, I, okay. I, I do. I think that 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 was a like very clear like kicking motion. Not really, but it was – he definitely made a motion towards the puck with a skate. You know, I, I guess there's no difference between a punt and a kick in hockey. A kick <laughs> is a kick. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a, a wind-up punt kind of a thing. If, if you make a kicking motion, it's a kicking motion. But um, that's one that subjectively I, I really wanted to count. But, but objectively kind of taking a step back – I'm I'm very fine with you know I mean hindsight's twenty twenty we ended up winning anyway so who cares but like um, it 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 I, I'm not mad that it didn't count I don't think it's an egregious miss call but if it did count I I wouldn't have been like wow we got one you know what I mean like I I, yeah. I really think it it could have gone either way and and it wouldn't have uh, and and I I could have seen it going either way. Yeah, when I watched it live, I thought Joe Valeno, or Joe Valeno, sorry, that's got another guy I had on my list that I want to talk about. That's why I was mentioning it. Well, he, um, when he whiffed? Yeah, when he, when he absolutely when whiffed. When he strike three to wide open net? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, was, that was bad. Um, but I thought Hronik, when he cut towards the net, it, the puck just happened to bounce off his skate over Gibson. So watching live, I was like, that's a good goal. Like, that was just coincidence. But then watching on replay, I thought I saw like a clear kicking motion from his back foot to make contact with the puck. And then I was like, okay, but did it make contact with anybody else on its way? Cause I was like, right. I could have hit that duck guy right there. And then that's still a good goal. Cause it hit another body before going in. And then it's like, okay, no, I, I thought, I thought it was pretty clear cut. He made a kicking motion. And so it was a no goal. I thought I agreed with the rest, but again, fair because like, it was kind of a pivotal moment in the game. I wanted to get your quick thoughts. On. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, that honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, um, Whatever way it would have gone, I I I would have I would have understood, and yeah. I, I truly could have seen it go either way. I, I we've seen we've seen more egregious kicking motions called goals, and and we've seen a lot less not called goals. So like that that it really wasn't anything that I'm not trying to play like middleman here, but I, it really was something. I was like, oh, that could go either way, and I I, I totally believe it. Yeah, when well, in the end, Red Wings won, so it's all good. All's well that ends well, right? All good, baby. All good. Um, any final thoughts, man? We ball. We absolutely ball. Nothing got. Um, Nothing got.
Turn a six upside down. It's a nine, God. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown Bets. They're your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert insight and analysis from Lee Sterling. Uh, they are free and available on all platforms, just like we are. So check us out on YouTube. Maybe hit that like hey, and subscribe hey, I'm dropping this news right now. No one else knows. February, the month for Locked On Tigers to go to YouTube. Let's. LFG, baby. I can't say it. I can't say the F, but LFG, baby. So, so Scotty keep, keep your eyes peeled. If you follow the Twitter, it'll it'll be on there. Um, not you know, not not like tomorrow or anything, but but uh, in February, Lockdown Tigers will will be on Twitter. That's or right. on on YouTube. Jeez, you're already on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> people know <laughs> people know that. Oh yeah, they do. They also it's also very clear who's running our Twitter based on the type of. It's so obvious <laughs> who's tweeting what. It's I like it kills me how painfully obvious it is which one of us is tweeting. Yeah, it's like. This one's like sappy and sentimental. This one is like, let's go. <laughs> this one has all the words spelled correctly and proper punctuation. This one is a bunch of s- slang terms and is just all in it- all caps. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. And uh, previewing the game on Wednesday against the Kings, I believe. Is this our last game before the break? Kings? Yeah, it is. Yeah, cool. So we'll have some get some downtime. Maybe we could sneak some people in on here. You know, can't make any promises. I haven't reached out to anyone. But, you know, the, the, the idea is there. We'll try. We're um, getting Nolan back on. We got to. If it's the we last thing to. I do. I just talked to him tonight. What if it we're, is the last thing you do? On. Then, then. Bet that night mission accomplished. Oh, now I'm a little scared. Let's get to our, <laughs> uh, be back tomorrow, guys. Same time, same place. See your team every day. Every day.